Hello, this is your host Keith, and it's time once again for an installment of Lum and Abner, the 30-minute episodes. This time, we have, through special arrangement, Uncle Donnie Pitchford, the president of the National Lum and Abner Society. He will be reading articles from the Jotem Down journals. Here he comes now. Hello Uncle Donnie, do you have that article from the October 1984 Down journal for us? Now the lead article, The Pine Ridge Story by Lon and Kathy Stucker. The folks here in the real Pine Ridge are very pleased to know that there is so much interest being rekindled in the mythical Pine Ridge. We'll keep you posted on what is happening here now and fill in the blanks in the history of the Jotem Down store as we write periodic articles for our good friends in the National Lum and Abner Society. First, a quick review. In 1909, Dick Huddleston, an up-and-coming businessman in Waters, Arkansas, built a large general merchandise store in the middle of town and got his supplies and groceries from a Mr. Goff's wholesale business in Mina, 20 miles west. Later, Mr. Goff's son, Norris, but everyone called him Tuffy, and his friend Chet Locke did many of the deliveries. Young Chet's father owned the bank and sawmill in Mina, so he had family business to check on along the route, too. Often the two would be hours late getting home and still wouldn't have gotten any farther than Waters because they had entertained the day away, listening to and telling stories around the old pot-bellied stove in Huddleston's store. You know the rest of the Lum and Abner story, or you will, after future issues of the Jotem Down Journal. But do you know how close to oblivion the original Pine Ridge stories came? By the 1960s, the heyday of radio was over. The lifeblood of the Arkansas mountains had been drained away by drought, depression, and war. And most of the small towns and their wooden stores and homes had crumbled without a trace along the crooked roads. Dick Huddleston had remained an important local citizen and was known as Arkansas's Ambassador of Goodwill, but he died in 1963. His old store wasn't entirely closed, but his daughter Ethel didn't keep it open full-time because, after all, the days of general merchandise stores were dead, too. In 1936, Waters had become Pine Ridge, and a few curious passers-by still stopped to gaze through the windows at the old things, but most people, including the residents of Pine Ridge, thought that everyone had forgotten about Lum and Abner. Things began to change in 1969. Ralph and Dorothy McClure were wanting to get out of crowded, noisy California, and were scouting for a project in the middle of the country where they had each been born while visiting friends and family. It was a very happy event for all Lum and Abner fans that they happened upon the sagging, crumbling old store and decided that it needed a far better fate. They remembered Lum and Abner, and were sure other people would too, if they only knew that there was a place to tie their memories to. The McClures bought the old Huddleston store, restored and repaired the wooden floors and walls and the tin roof, keeping it as original as possible. They arranged what was left of the original store merchandise and fixtures in the back of the store, displayed their large collections of beautiful art glass and handsome antique guns in the front, and had gifts and souvenirs in between. They contacted Chet Locke, who was once again living in Arkansas, and though he had his doubts that anyone still cared about Lum and Abner, he agreed to contribute what he could to help the fledgling museum. 
He also contacted Tuffy Goff, who, though too ill to ever visit, sent documents and encouragement. Within a few years, as the McClures accumulated more museum displays and more and more visitors wanted Lemon Abner souvenirs, it became evident that more room was needed. Across the road, over the hill, there stood an old hay barn, but it didn't look like a normal hay barn should. It sported the familiar false front and tall windows of a turn-of-the-century store, just as the Huddleston store did, though it was much smaller. Ethel told the McClures that indeed it had been built in 1904 and had been the general store across the street from her father's store, just as on the radio program Lemon Abner's Jotham Down store had been across the street from Dick Huddleston's. It was quickly acquired, refurbished, and a full-scale museum was in the works. The shelves were filled with the old store merchandise, the walls covered with Lumen Abner memorabilia, and the floor space arranged with the cracker barrel and checkerboard, the barber chair, the pot-bellied stove, the corn sheller, etc. The Lumen Abner Jotham Down store and museum had come to fruition. Now in Pine Ridge, Arkansas, on Lemon Abner Highway 88, you can still visit the two stores, one the gift shop, the other the museum, sitting side by side. In a town that is no bigger than, but not much smaller than it was in the days of Chetlock and Norris Goff, Grocery Boys, thanks to Ralph and Dorothy McClure. We'd love to visit with you. Lon and Kathy Stucker, authors of this article, and the curators of the Lemon Abner Jotham Down Store and Lemon Abner Museum. Below this we have an advertisement. Visit the Lemon Abner Museum and Jotham Down Store. Open March through November, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. through 5 p.m. Sunday, and by appointment. Located on Lumen Abner Highway 88, Pine Ridge, Arkansas, 71966. Telephone, 501-326-4442. Tour buses welcome. Y'all drive careful. We back up to look at the illustrations with this article, and once again, these all have a photocopied quality. We had a long way to go with this publication. Once again, we have the Let's Let Lum button reproduced in the lower corner. We have a postcard in the upper right corner of the postcard. The caption, Dick, with a small photograph of Dick Huddleston. The top right corner, Lum and Abner, with the original first publicity shot of Lum and Abner. And then below that, Dick Huddleston of Lum and Abner is the sign on a vintage photo of the Jotham Down store before it was called the Jotham Down store. It's actually the Dick Huddleston General Store. You see people sitting on the porch, a wagon at one side, and a vintage gas pump. Actually, two gas pumps, if I can see this clearly enough. A postcard of Dick Huddleston's General Store. The next page, page four, contains a more modern photograph of the Lum and Abner Jotham Down store, formerly Dick Huddleston store, and beside it the McKenzie Lum and Abner Museum. These buildings look almost identical to this postcard today. Thanks for stopping by, Uncle Donnie. Be sure to come back again next week. Thank you, Uncle Donnie. I appreciate that. I'm sure our listeners do, too. You can find out more about the National Lumen Abner Society at lumenabner.org. 
you'll find more by visiting the Lumen Abner Radio Fan Club on Facebook. There's a community of Lumen Abner fans who would love to hear from you and your ideas about Lemon Abner and answer any questions that you may have. And with all that said, it is time to get on with the show. Lum's Elopement, December 12th, 1948. General Motors and this association of experience with experience of skill with skill is your guarantee of lasting satisfaction so when it comes to a new refrigerator for your home remember this the first name you think of is the right one to buy Frigidaire America's number one refrigerator As we look in on the little community of Pine Ridge, we find Lum staring vacantly out of the jot-em-down store window as Abner tries to read a grocery list. Hey, Lum, what's wrong with you? Listen to this grocery order he wrote up here. One can of beans, two cans of peas, Miss Rowena, three cans of hominy, Miss Rowena. One solid pack Rowena. Abner, give me that list. One pickle Rowena, large can. Well, Abner, I... Why don't you get that society woman off your mind? Well, Abner, I may as well admit I've been sort of thinking about getting married. <laughs> it's all right to think about it, just don't do it. Well, uh, maybe it's high time I was traveling in double harness. Yeah, harness is right. <laughs> Taking myself a soulmate. I think you'll find that word is cellmate. <laughs> the only trouble is I ain't good enough for her. I ain't got much money. I ain't good looking. Sort of country. Kind of ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> you ought to make a good husband. <laughs> yeah, but just look at me, Abner. Now, would you want to marry anybody like me? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I'd rather marry a woman. Oh, she'd never have me. Yeah, I'm going back in the feed room and try to forget her. Well, don't snore too loud. <laughs> well, hello there, Cedric. What can I do for you today? Well, sir, you can uh, help me write a letter, Mr. Abner. Oh, Lord, Cedric, I ain't <laughs> got no time for such as that. Why don't you write it yourself? <laughs> well, I, I was going to. I, I got some paper and took the pencil in my hand and... Right then's when my old trouble cropped up again. <laughs> They're old trouble. Yes, Mom. I can't write. Oh. Well, uh, who do you want to write it to, Cedric? Well, you know my girl, Clarabelle Seastrom. Yeah? <laughs> Is Gomer Bates still beating your time? Oh, no, Mom. I finally got that settled. Well, good for you. <laughs> yeah, we worked out our arrangement. Well. See, one Saturday night, Gomer gets to go out with her, and the next Saturday night... They let me go with them. My doggie, that's a fine arrangement. Yeah, I thought it was. Now I want to elope. With Gomer and Clarabelle? <laughs> no, Mom, that's sorry. Just with Gomer. <laughs> I mean, Clarabelle. Well, where in the world did you ever get the idea of eloping? Well, the idea come to me the other day after I traded a sack of marbles for old ladder. Well... <laughs> I just hate to have something kicking around the house I ain't using. Well, that's not as good a reason for getting married as I ever heard, I reckon. 
Uh, is that what you want to write the letter about? Yes, Mom. I want you to help me word it. All right. Uh, how about saying, Dear Clarabelle, let's me and you elope, Cedric. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Abner. Well, sir, I never would have thought of that. Write it down, then. <laughs> All right, dear. Capital D E E R. Oh, wait, don't don't say Clarabelle. Say <laughs> say turtle dove. Is that what you call her? <laughs> That's what Gomer calls her. Oh. Well, he's done all right so far with it. Better just slap that down. Turtle. T E R T. When you get down to my name there, make that. Uh... <laughs> make it what? Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm unbarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> kind of mushy. Well, what is it, Cedric? Well, <laughs> sort of a love term, I think. Well, just tell me. You won't laugh now. No, I don't reckon. What is it? <laughs> Goofus. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yes, I'll just put that down. Goofus. There you are, Cedric. And good luck to you. Well, much obliged to you, Mr. Abner. Uh, i got to get home now. See, we're having the Pomeroy's over to supper tonight, and i got to get home and flip Papa for the necktie. <laughs> well, <laughs> now, so long, Cedric. For I'm going to Alabama with a Band-Aid on my knee. Oh, oh, hello, Miss Rowaney. And is Mr. Edwards in the Jump and Down store? Uh, no, Mom. Oh, dear. I did so want to see him. We're having prowlers over at our house. Oh, we're having the Pomeroy's over at ours. <laughs> and I want Mr. Edwards to put a lock on my window on account of the prowlers. Uh, no, what you mean? We're hiding the silver on account of the Pomeroy's. Oh, I have heard rumors about them. Say, Miss Rowena, there's going to be one less over at your place pretty soon. I'm fix fixing to elope with your cousin, Clarabelle Seastrunk. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, but what about young Gomer Bates? Oh, I her favor Clarabelle. <laughs> Here, you want to see the note I wrote her? Why, yes. Uh, Turtle Dove, me and you. Oh, dear Cedric, this will never do. Here, come in the store and I'll write a decent one for you. Well, I've I got to get home right now, but if you write me one, just leave it with Mr. Abner. Oh, all right. So long, and I sure am welcome to you. <laughs> well, howdy, Miss Rowena. What can I do for you today? And I wonder if I might have some stationery. I want to write a note. Oh, well, there's a writing tablet right there on the counter. Just help yourself. Oh, thank you. Uh, let me see now. Mm, you got dear spelt wrong there. You got an A in it. <laughs> Mr. Peabody, please stop tearing over my shoulder. Oh, excuse me. Be ignorant. I don't care. <laughs> oh, um, by the by, Mr. Peabody. Oh, what the what, Miss Rowena? <laughs> I am not acquainted with the colloquialisms of your village. I never have met them either. Where do they live? <laughs> oh, what I'm getting at is this. Um, is Goofus a term of endearment in Pine Ridge? Well, it is for Cedric, I know. Oh, well, I suppose it will do. Uh, of course, I never heard the word back in my home in London, Ohio. <laughs> All right, uh, here's the note, and I'm going to leave it with you. 
With me? Yes. And please tell Mr. Edwards I want him to bring a ladder over to the sea chances and either put a lock or a burglar alarm on my upstairs window. Oh, now, uh, wait, wait just a minute now. I, I believe I jumped the track there. Uh, rack them up and break again for me. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'll, I'll just talk to him later. Goodbye. Well, Lon's right back there in the feed room. If you... Oh, well. Did you call me, Abner? Oh, no, no. I was just talking to Miss Rowena, and she wants you to bring a ladder over to her place. A ladder? What in the world for her? I don't know. She started to tell me, and then, well, here's a note she left. Oh, well, maybe that'll explain it. It, it might, yeah. Dear Turtle Dove. <laughs> Turtle Dove? Abner, are you sure this is for me? Well, she stood right there and wrote it and left it here. I know it ain't for me. Oh, I'll be dead blamed. Turtle Duff. <laughs> she must have picked that up from Cedric and them. I, I know she asked me if goofus was a term of beer, man. Well, for pity's sake. <laughs> that's the way she signed this. Goofus. Well, that's it. <laughs> Abner, you don't reckon she's in love with me? <laughs> I don't know. What does the note say? says, I have long been an admirer of yours, but have hesitated to express my true feelings toward you. Well, bless her heart. Bless her. <laughs> but now I'm asking you to cast your lot with mine and elope with me. Huh? Well, doggies, there must be an epidemic of that. Elope with me. Elope. Oh, oh. <laughs> Long. Long, get up off the floor. You got the loaf in that suit. Granny's Abner, I still can't believe this. Me eloping. <laughs> Here, I've been a bachelor for over 40 years. Yeah. Well, all good things has got to end sometime. <laughs> Don't you tell nobody, because lopement is supposed to be secret. Well, you better stop talking about it then, because here comes Ben Withers. Well, it don't matter to tell him. He never hears nothing you say no way. No. <laughs> uh, you could stand there and tell him his britches was on fire, and he'd say, fine. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Ben, your britches is on fire. Fine. <laughs> Ben, I want you to be the first to hear the happy news. Me and Miss Rowena are going to elope. Yes. My stars, Abner, you're right. They are on fire. Huh? <laughs> I was wondering where I put my pipe. It's a great place for a pipe in your hip pocket. Yes. Well, congratulations, Lum. Who's going to perform the wedding ceremony? Granny's, I don't know. Me and her ain't even discussed that yet. Well, now, I have a novel suggestion. In 1926, Flieger Zinkafuls... Look, Ben, I'm sorry. Flieger Zinkafuls was now 80, moved to Galveston, Texas, and became engaged to Ethel Gorson. They met one evening at a bowling alley. Well, Ethel Gorson was Galveston's only lady pinboy. Ben, this ain't going to help me none. Ethel wanted to be married at sea because her father had the hot dog concession on the night boat to Albany. <laughs> Yeah, well, Ben... So, Flieger hired a live bait boat. However, once at sea, it was discovered that the minister was subject to mal de mer. The what? Yeah. <laughs> and the captain refused to perform the ceremony on the grounds that he was against marriage. Yeah, well, that was in... However, the captain had a talking parrot. So, Flieger spent the next two hours teaching the parrot how to recite the wedding ceremony. <laughs> well, I'll be a polka-dotted possum. <laughs> 
So they lined up for the wedding, Flieger and Ethel and Arnold. Arnold? Who's he? That's right. <laughs> Just as Arnold preened his feathers and started reciting the marriage vows, an attractive lady seagull flew by and whoosh, Arnold was gone. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. A week later, Flieger took Ethel and drove across the Mexican border and went in a place with a sign saying, Speedy marriages at low rates. And who do you think was in there doing the marriage? Arnold? No, Arnold is a parrot. <laughs> man in there was a Mexican. <laughs> well, uh, didn't they ever find Arnold? No, sir. The last they ever heard of him, he was running for justice of the peace in Reno, Nevada. <laughs> Let me know when the elopement's going to be, love. Fine. <laughs> Say, I don't as long. When is this elopement going to take place? Granny, I don't know. I better call her up and check. It, it would be nice to know that, yes. Yeah, I still feel like this whole thing's a dream. You mean a nightmare. It is. Oh, hello. <laughs> Goofus? I beg your pardon. This is, uh, Turtle Dove. Oh. Lum. Oh, oh, Mr. Edward. <laughs> Mud Turtle. I, uh... <laughs> I got your message. Oh, well, splendid. Uh, had you been able to get the ladder? No, but don't worry, I'll get one. Uh, I was just wondering, uh... How much do you weigh, Miss Rowena? Well, I don't see that that's any of your business. About two pounds less than a draft horse, Lorna. <laughs> you better take a block and tackle over there for her. Well, we won't worry about that now. What I called mainly about was to ask you when you figure is a good time to do this. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the sooner the better. <laughs> well, me too. How about tonight? Wonderful. Oh, and Mr. Edwards, you'd better wear your old clothes. Old clothes? Yes. This may prove to be a rougher job than you think. <laughs> Hello, fellas. What's news today? Oh, nothing, Mr. Niles. A uh, message for you from Sister Sampson. She wants to talk to you personally. Yeah, you better get comfortable before you phone her, though. She's a jaw-flappingest one woman I ever did see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you worry about Mr. Niles holding his own. Just say frigid air and he's off for fair. <laughs> well, look at old Armatters talking poetry. <laughs> uh, hello, uh, Mamie. Uh, get me Sister Sampson, will you please? Yes, I'll wait. Say, uh, didn't somebody tell me she was getting a new Frigidaire electric range today? Yeah, delivering it this noon. Mm. Well, hello, Mrs. Simpson. Yes, this is Wendell Niles, the Frigidaire representative. Oh, sure, always glad to help. Uh, now, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. I see, uh, you have to cook some things for the ladies' aid dinner tonight, and you, uh, don't have much time this afternoon. Mm -hmm. But Lum's delivering your new Frigidaire electric range this noon, he says. He'll give you a complete demonstration, you know. Well, that's got everything to do with it. Those Frigidaire radiant tube units are so fast, they save a lot of time. And you'll be amazed how speedy that big Frigidaire even heat oven is. You ordered that new double oven model, didn't you? Well, then, you can roast things in one oven while you broil or bake in the other. A great time saver. Oh, I see. You can't be home this afternoon to watch. So that's the difficulty. Well, uh, what is it you're supposed to cook? Yes. Ham and sweet potatoes and... Uh, what's that? Oh, a date nut pudding. 
Well, that's easy, Mrs. Simpson. Just put them all in the oven, set the cookmaster oven control, and you can stay out all afternoon. The cookmaster will automatically turn the oven on at just the right time, so everything will be done by 6 o'clock. Little one? What do you mean, little one? That, that's a full-size range. You... What's that you say? Baby. Oh, you want somebody to sit with a baby while you're out. Well, now, Mr. Simpson, I'm afraid that's a little out of my line. Besides, uh, I've got to be in, uh, in, in, in Mount Ivy this afternoon. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Imagine that. As busy as I am, and she wants me to be a babysitter. Hey, well, hey, Granny's Mr. Niles, it ain't none of my business, but that baby's going on 23-year-old, and she's the prettiest girl in Pine Ridge. Oh. <laughs> Long, this is a cool night. Couldn't you elope some afternoon next summer or something? No, it's all set for tonight. Well, are you sure Cedric's going to show up with that ladder? Well, he's got to be here. He's eloping tonight, too, you know. Yeah, though, that's right. There's sure going to be a lot of traffic on that ladder tonight. <laughs> Wait a minute, I believe I hear Cedric. We'll go to Alabama. Cedric, for the land's sakes, keep still. You want to wake up Clarabelle's papa? Oh, Leslie will kill you. Excuse me. <laughs> Come on, put the ladder up. Get the loafing if you're going to. You'd better be first, Cedric. Yes, Mama. I uh, better. I promised Mama I'd be home early tonight anyway. <laughs> well, go on. Scoot on up, Leslie. Well, I'm going scooting. Hey, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Somebody just turned on the light in the kitchen. I think it's Clarabelle. Can you see in there, Cedric? Oh, uh, yes, Mom. That's her. Hey, Clarabelle, I... Oh, Hello, Gomer. Oh, my. Good night. Long Saturday. Well, better luck next time, Cedric. Yes, Mom. Good night. Poor boy's worried sick. Well, go ahead, Long. Granny, I'm, I'm sort of losing my nerve, Abner. Well, you can't back out now. This is a chance you've been waiting for, and I'll get to loping if you're going to. This is the ricketyest ladder. <laughs> Reckon it's stout enough to hold me and Miss Rowena both? She ain't no lightweight, you know. Well, just worry about getting up or you're bound to come down. <laughs> Abner, I'm just too nervous to do this. Now, Lom, get up on that ladder. I know that I'm going to lope you if I have to go up there and get her myself. Now, go on. All right. Abner, hold on to the ladder. It's the shakiest thing i ever seen. Now, I'll set it for you. But don't stay up there too long. I'm freezing to death. I'll stay long, long. Watch out. The ladder's breaking off. Well, for the land sakes, Lum, what are you doing up there? The ladder's down here. Abner, keep quiet and get me down from here before my hands slip and I break my neck. What in the world are you hanging on to up there anyway? I don't know. It's the dark. I can't tell. Well, strike a match and look. Abner, it don't matter. I, I think it's the window still. Just hurry up and get me down from here. Yeah, all right, all right. I, I'll throw you up a rope. Yeah. <laughs> what good will that do ye? Now, hurry. My fingers are going to freeze here. Well, here, I'll throw you up my mittens. Oh, for pity's sake. 
I better put some rocks in them so they'll go that high. <laughs> For goodness sake, will you get them silly out Silly Tom, catch. Oh! Farmer, that hit me right on the head. Go inside the house and pull me in through this window. Oh, Lom, I hate to barge in on them when they ain't expecting me. Abner, hurry up. I can't hang on much longer. Yeah, all right, all right. And whatever you do, don't wake up Ezra. Well, don't you worry. Ezra will never know that I'm in the house. I'll slip right in the front door. Now, here, here, let me turn on some better lights here. Well, I thought you'd be in bed by this time. Well, I had dropped off to sleep in this rocker here. <laughs> I'm supposed to be on guard tonight for power. Got my shotgun all loaded for him. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, uh, sit down, Abner. We'll have a little game of running. Well, uh, uh, I, I really ought to be going, Ezra. I, I, I sort of left a certain matter up in the air. <laughs> Come on, sit down. You ain't been over here for a long time. Oh, Carrie, Carrie, put a pound of cocoa on and uh, get out some there marshmallow cookies. Abner's here. All right, Ezzy. Howdy, Abner. Well, how do you do, Miss Eastrom? How's you going? Oh, just on this off. Here, here, Abner, I'll deal first. All right. I can't play long, though, Wesley. Yeah. How's old rum getting along? Why, uh... Still hanging on? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, you want that there seven of spades, Abner? Uh, no, no, you can have that. Oh, I don't want it. Hey, come in. Turn the card, Abner. Yeah, yeah. Believe me, that's what I... Oh, Howdy, man. I don't want to upset you, but I think there's a man hanging on one of your upstairs windows. Jumping, Jasper, he's at that parlor. Where's my goon? Where's my goon? Now, sit down, Ezra. Sit down. Now, Ben's mistaken about that. No, I ain't just That's Mom out there. Oh? Wouldn't it be easier if he'd use a ladder? Yeah, uh, Ben was just mistook, uh, weren't you, Ben? Boy. <laughs> well, no problems that I come around here. Uh, John is a little game of rummy, Ben? No, I really shouldn't. Kara's is doing up some cocoa and cookies. Well, don't care if I do. <laughs> hey, Carrie, sling another dipper of water in that cocoa. Ben's here. All right, Edgar. Howdy, Ben. How do you do, Mr. Seastrong? <laughs> Better deal them over again, Ezra. Yeah, all right. Where is it? Where is my gun? Where is my gun? Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Wait my window. I raised it to get some fresh air, and there he was. I could just see his finger hanging onto the lid. Yeah, well, uh, Miss Rowena. And there I was. Poor, helpless little me. All I could think of was to grab a flat iron and bash his finger. I'd better be going. Well, then, then I picked up a lamp and I beat the horrible creature on the head until he dropped. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Miss Rowena, that was Lom out there. Lom? You mean Mr. Edwards? Yeah. Oh. He come over here tonight to elope with you. 
He looked, oh dear me, but I nearly wanted him to put a burglar alarm on my window. Ah. Oh, but this is terrible. Oh, come along. Let's hurry out there and retrieve the poor dear. I might have killed him. Yeah, come on, Ben, come on. I'll handle everything. I was an alternate air raid warden during the last war. Oh, hurry up, hurry up. I'll never forgive myself for this dreadful... Oh, there he is. But there he is. Bogus, he's out colder than a cucumber. <laughs> I was especially good on traction splits. <laughs> hey, Lom. Lom, Lom. Oh, oh. oh, here. Here, let me hold his head. Oh, you poor dear. You poor, poor dear. Oh, what happened? Oh, don't you recollect? You were the low pen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you poor dear boy. Does your head feel better now? I guess so. I don't know. Hey, what was that you hit me with? Uh, it was a lamp. A street lamp? <laughs> oh, your poor, poor battered head. How can I ever rectify this? Feels like you've done wrecked it. <laughs> Mr. Edwards, my dear Mr. Edwards, I know you don't feel up to it now, but as soon as you're well enough, I... Well, as far as the elopement is concerned, I... <laughs> I'm willing. No, no, thank you, Mom. What? Miss Rowena, when you said this was a rougher job than I thought, you, you was right. Well, Granny, this elopement is a way yonder too rough for me. Mom and Abner will be back in just a moment. But first, here's an important question. Wouldn't you like to own a refrigerator with a built-in home freezer? Then see the exciting new Frigidaire Cold Wall Imperial Refrigerator. Below, it's a roomy refrigerator where food stays fresh for days, uncovered. Above, there's a big freezing cold locker top with its own door. Remember, all Frigidaire refrigerators are powered by the meter miser. Simplest cold-making mechanism ever built. Well, now that you saw how Abner's mind works, this is a good time to talk about the dangers of poor schooling. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Folks, it's high time we all set up and take an active interest in improving our schools. We all want to keep America strong, and the way to do that is to build it strong at the base. That means giving our young'uns a better education. Schools that are big enough, up-to-date equipment, and most important of all, plenty of good teachers. Recollect. Our teachers mold our nation's future. The new Lemon Abner Show is brought to you each week by the Frigidaire Division of General Motors. Manufacturers of a complete line of home appliances, air conditioners, and commercial refrigeration equipment. The script is written by Roz Rogers and Betty Boyle, with music by Felix Mills. So until next Sunday night, same time, same station, this is Wendell Nile saying good night for Frigidaire with a very bad cold. America's number one refrigerator. And now stay tuned for Cabin B-13, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Thank <laughs> you.